You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. I was really taken aback uh, this morning when I uh, opened up my phone and I started reading the news because there were no less than three different articles about how China is getting ready for war, a great war. Not one, but three. Unbelievable. And then I started to scour all, you know, all sorts of news outlets. And these these articles are everywhere. And uh, it, I'm, I feel this incredible foreboding feeling. Um, I... I'm afraid that we're going to go to war with China. And my fear is that we have a commander in chief that absolutely cannot handle that. Um, and I mean, we've, we haven't had a war on our own soil since we got attacked at Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. And it is, it, it's, these articles seem like it's eminent. And I am not a fear monger at all. Um, I live in my, you know, sometimes I feel like I live in my little bubble uh, because we haven't, my, we haven't really faced a great war. My generation has not um, other than, well, obviously it was, we, we had Vietnam, but I was so little, I, I, I don't even remember that, but it wasn't on our soil. And the Chinese are getting ready for war. And it's not just, it really isn't just this administration. Um, I think for decades, we have ignored um, all of their um, infractions. Each time that they, that they uh, violate the rules, we look the other way. Um, and it's because we owe them so damn, damn, oh, excuse me, so much money. We owe them so much money. Um, and now I, it's like their country has, is, has infiltrated us in so many different ways. Um, they're one of the leading purchasers of land in America. Of course, we could talk about TikTok all day long and how they are using all of that information. Um, and our, our government, which is the number one reason for our government to be in existence, is to protect us as citizens. That is why our government was formed. And I don't think they're doing their job. And actually, I, I, I don't think they've been doing their job for a long time. What do you gals think? Well, I agree that they're not doing their job. And I don't think that they're going to do their job in this administration because President Biden is far too beholden to the Chinese for millions and millions and millions of dollars that he has taken into his family. And they have so much on him that he's not gonna do anything. And 
they have been preparing for war for a very long time. They, the, the, you can go back to the 1990s and look at what their generals say and that they are going to use biological weapons and that they are going to be able to take over America without a shot being fired. At this point, they're very interested in Taiwan. And I, I'm not so sure if they're going to come on to our uh, American land as I'm pretty darn sure that they're going to go try to take over Taiwan. And the things that they're doing um, with things like this recent Chinese um, balloon floating our, over our country, which we were absolute um, just just incompetent in handling the, the whole situation. They should have shot it down when it was over the ocean before it ever got into um, over our land. But when it was in our airspace, by the way, that is what China does to our planes. If we go into the air, their airspace, they shoot our planes down. So why, why should this be different? The, the excuse given that they didn't shoot that down was that they might hurt people. It was over Montana, the least populated state that we have. And even the, the um, governor of Montana said, no, they, they should have shot it down. There was nothing there. But what, it, what was it going over? Our ICBM uh, facilities, our military facilities, that's a, what do you think they're doing? This, this is no joke here. And we did nothing. I mean, we, we are absolutely handing them uh, the, the, the tools to defeat us. Just it, this is crazy. So I'm worried with you, Judy. I, I see even further that this administration is castrating our entire military and making them incapable. They're more work worried about them being woke than, and, and having vaccines than they are about them being fighting men and women who can protect this country. The rules of engagement that President Trump had were completely different than the rules of engagement that President Obama had. And Joe Biden has brought them back to basically them being, uh, I don't know what, you know, security guards, just nothing. So we, we have a lot to worry about in this country. Every man, woman, and child in, in America, um, like the three of us and our families would fight for America. But this administration, I, I, don't, I just don't see it. It's very worrisome. Oh, and one more thing. You know, they they besides the land that they've been purchasing for um, farmland, right, for for food for themselves, but they also have been purchasing and building businesses. So North North Dakota, <clears throat> another state up at the top there, um, there is a military installation, and they are building a big corn plant there, right next to the military installation. And they have just, we, the Americans, have just stopped this building because it was not in the best interest of national security. I don't know how did they ever get permitted in the first place and why we would do that. But does nobody see what's happening here? Does, does, do the top people in our country who are supposed to protect us not see what's being done? You know, with regard to us stepping up and fighting for our country. 
there's also where some of my concern is with our youth today. Would they be willing to step up and fight for this country? It seems like over the past couple of, well, past few decades, the focus has been, there's been a very subtle focus, focus more on me and the me generation and what I'm concerned about and what they're not getting from their mother country, the United States. And therefore, I think there was this huge surge in interest from college age students in the Bernie movement because it was more focused toward leaning toward socialized politics and socialized medicine and free college, free university and free, 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 free. And the government will take care of you. And there was a tremendous wave of 20 something, 18 to 20 some through 20 somethings that was very tuned into that and supportive of that. So I'm curious to know if push came to shove, almost literally, what would our young people do? Would they be willing to fight for this country? Do they have a passion for this country that we've had in the past decades? Why should they? Look what schools yeah. taught them. Schools have taught them that, that, that we're a bad country, that we're racist and we're every phobic thing that you can think of. Why, why should they fight for this country? This is well-planned. And the other thing that, you know, I, I've heard rumblings about, and I, I'd like to know if you have heard rumblings about, this uh, group of mostly young fighting age men that have crossed our border, over 4 million of them, are they a fighting group for the opposition? Right. Oh, that is very interesting. That is very, very interesting because obviously our borders are wide open. You know, anybody can just come in and, and claim asylum. And that is that is very interesting, Linda. Um, that hmm. are they coming over to build up a military here? And, and I just am trying to figure out, you know, gosh, did China, you know, obviously the, the president of the United States right now is someone who was propped up in their basement, right? It's like, it's like they have propped him up and they're, you know, trying to make him, he's, he's like a mouthpiece. Um, like one of those, like one of those dummies that they have, that they talk a marionette. <laughs> he's like a marionette. Right. But I mean, if you go all the way back to the election, he never left his basement. We never got to hear him speak. We never got to, he never, it was, it was, you know, we as a country, elected somebody that someone propped up. Right. Um, and I wonder if they were hoping that we would, that he would not make it through the whole four years and Kamala would take over, but she didn't turn out any better. So I mean, and so this is what we have, you know, leading us, right. <laughs> and we're in trouble. Fun. Well, <laughs> there's no question that we appear, if we are not indeed, Very weak. we appear to be weaker than we have before in many areas in this country. And the other countries in China see that. And, you know, strategy. Perfect yeah, perfect, perfect time. time to take advantage. Yeah, because it's just like the, uh, like in the wilds, you know, when the cheetah sees a lame animal or the young 
the weakest. They go for the weakest. If we're, if the United States is perceived to be weak right now, we are because of fill in the blank, make a long list. Um, then of course it's extremely calculated. The other thing that I, that came to my mind was Linda, you mentioned chemical warfare. So biological my, or I'm sorry, biological warfare, but it made me think, so was COVID just a test? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look yeah. what's happening in, in China right now. It, it kind of, it got loose again. It's killing if you if the news reports are correct, it's killing millions of people over there right now. I you just don't know what's true anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very scary. But Becky, to, to that point again, back to the speeches of the generals in the Chinese army in the 1990s, they said that that that's exactly what they were going to do. That they don't mind testing it on their people and losing some to make sure that this works. Because if they, if they were to let loose a nuclear bomb, they would destroy the land that they want to live on, which is this land. So, mm -hmm. so they want to eliminate us by things that they're doing right now that Joe Biden is complicit with and helping with fentanyl. Fentanyl is killing hundreds of thousands of our youth, mostly men, boys, men, that, that would be the next generation of, of our fighting men and our, our leaders of our country. It, it is killing them. Just recently, uh, as I'm kind of following the fentanyl coming over the border, being in Texas, just in two days, two days alone, there, there was enough fentanyl coming over the border to kill 70 million people. I mean, that's two days. So what th they are doing it by chemical and they are doing it by by COVID. So they, they kind of eliminated a lot of people around the world that were older and not in great health with their first bout of COVID and, and it keeps coming. So this, the, the one that they have out now, I, I don't know if we see it here in the US or not, yeah, but the reports in, in China are not great. So yeah, it's it's all of the above because they want, they have too many people in China and they want a place for them to live. And they believe that they are the chosen people and everybody else in the world doesn't matter. But now they're paying people to have babies. They are? Yes. Well, that was, a, that was in the news recently. But yes. Do they get to keep their girl babies? Yes, oh, they're the girls now. The the population dropped so significantly that now they are paying people to have wow. children. Wow. Well, we're uh, seeing them come over the border here in Texas. We're seeing Chinese come over the border. So they're well, just, Judy knows in Michigan. I'm sorry, but if you just drive down Grand River Avenue or anywhere in our East Lansing area, East Lansing oh. being home of the Spartans. Michigan State University, go green, go green, go white. Yes, there you cannot walk, drive, saunter anywhere without a without seeing a significant Asian population. Even the what appear to be like skyscraper style dwelling complexes built, residential 
complex is built on the street that was once quaint shopping areas. Now literally is blotting out the sunset when you drive west, filling up with the Asian population, which it's also interesting. Just a little side note. If you get stuck behind a Porsche, mostly Porsches, but Audis, Porsches, really expensive sports cars driven by Asians, and then they leave them here. They don't sell them. They just abandon them and leave them because it's disposable income from, from parents. We need a car. We're going to university. I want a car. So, okay, we'll buy you a little Ford Focus. Nope. I want a no, Porsche. No. And I'm sorry, but most of them don't know how to drive. Yeah. Oh, shame, 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 shame. No, I'm, I'm saying I know. <laughs> it's, very, it's very clear when you have students. Oh, it's true. It's student yeah. age. People. So not to mention Porsches. I don't know. I've never owned one, never been in one, but I'm assuming they're, they're stick shift cars. And if you've never driven a stick shift car and you get in one and teach yourself how to drive a stick shift car, it's very <laughs> clear who can and cannot drive these expensive vehicles because they don't. And that's just a human being getting in an expensive vehicle. But all that to say, um, it is very clear that things are happening. And, and yes, I will admit there is a concern. I'm very concerned. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. I'd like to introduce our host today. Today we have Judy Moran, the uh, director of, did I get that right again? Yeah, director of operations. <laughs> I'm the first in the trophy wife of the Everybody's author. Titles. Everybody has titles, it's just Judy to me. <laughs> the director of client relations at the 12 week year. And um, one of my best buds, along with my other best bud, uh, Becky Colmeinen, who is a voice talent and voiceover artist. And welcome to both of you. And I'm Linda Martinelli, a business owner. So I want to always say where we hail from. Uh, Judy is a Michigan escapee, and she is now living in Arizona. And uh, Becky is not a Michigan escapee. She's still in Michigan. And I'm a California escapee, and I'm living in Texas and loving it. So um, we're kind of spread out all over the country. You know, ladies, uh, recently there was a video on the news about uh, a school bus and a, a boy beating up a nine-year-old 
little girl on the bus. And, you know, there's, having been in police work, I've seen a lot of things and I, I was pretty, um, pretty okay. You know, I can separate myself from that. For some reason, I couldn't separate myself from that video. That really bothered me tremendously to see that little girl getting beat up and nobody doing anything except for, oh, videoing it. And uh, another little boy uh, jumped in and, you know, got a few uh, hits in there too. And the, the attack on her was extremely vicious. And this is not a one-time situation. It seems to be happening more and more. The bus driver did nothing. Um, luckily, that little girl was okay. I'm sure that she's going to have some some uh, psychological you know, problems from that. Here's the thing. Why is this happening? Back in my day in school, that never would have happened. First of all, that bus driver would have... Let me even back up further than that. First of all, that bus driver would have known every child on that bus. He he or she would have known who the troublemakers are. Maybe we would have places to sit so that we're uh, you know apart from each other, but that would never have happened. Those brakes would have slammed on. The bus driver would have pulled over and gotten that kid and uh, called called for some sort of backup. That's not happening, and that attack was allowed to go on for far too long. So I I sit and ask myself, why did the bus driver not act? Was it because they would get fired? Could be. Was it because they would get beat up by the kid? He was a, he was a big boy. Absolutely possible. Would it be because the parents would sue? You know, there, there's all kinds of stupid reasons. All of this is wrong. How did we get to this point with kids? Because when I was in school, they were allowed to spank us. They were allowed to slap our hands with a ruler. They were allowed to discipline us if we did wrong things. We can't do that anymore. It seems that we we have just emasculated all of our teachers from being able to discipline kids you know where the parents are are woke and they're oh that's my baby and oh they can do no wrong and don't touch my child this is baloney we've we've let this go way out of hand and the last thing i want to say about this and i know i'm on a soapbox but i I feel strongly about it with all of the stuff that they see every day look at New York city, look at the the things happening in the subways with people pushing people onto the subway tracks and look at people walking by somebody and knocking them out and taking people in wheelchairs and dumping them over. They see this on the news every day and nothing happens to those people. Why shouldn't they do this? Okay. I'm done. You know, <laughs> yay. I'm applauding. I'm applauding. Me too. You know, and this is going to be just a duh response but we've lost the ability to give consequences you mentioned it that this is happening violence is increasing and and it's not only increasing but it's becoming more visual and it's being displayed and portrayed out there through social media more than it ever ever has in decades because it's accessible 
that the moment, that moment is becoming accessible for all to see, which does a couple of things. First of all, sadly, like when you watch violent video games repeatedly over and over and over again, you become desensitized to it. So I personally think that's one reason why we have more people videotaping these incidences, because I think there's a disconnect, which is really hard to, to even speak it, because how can this, how can we have reached this point where we're watching something live? And it's, I feel dumb having to say that it's live. We're watching a human being be attacked and brutally beaten, if not killed. And you're standing there videotaping it. Why? Are you going to post it along with the police and other people and see how many likes you get? That makes me sick. I mean, really, not only heart sick, but like physically sick. The kids are becoming desensitized. Um, the children bringing guns to schools and shooting someone, shooting a teacher. Uh, you can't tell me that the kid has any sense of reality because we don't know, but I'm assuming this child may have been exposed to watching violence and you watch so much. I mean, I have to admit at my tender young age, watching movies that have what I now consider excessive violence. I, it's it. Yes. It still bothers me, but not anywhere to the degree where if I were a child and I saw either a video or movie or, or something like that, it should bother them the the bully that beat this young girl at what i'm trying to find the right words because it doesn't make any sense it's not even logical that it's okay in his brain to do that and the bus driver didn't do anything for fear that he was gonna step on some toes get in trouble maybe get fired and i can understand needing an income but at what cost I seriously, I'll try to wrap it up because I could go on and on and on and on about this. Makes me sick, but we're really kind of reverting back to the Roman time of gladiators. And we're just thirsty for this sort of horrific stuff. Yeah. Blood, guts, and veins in your teeth. Show us more. Show us more, right? That I mean, really, that's our culture right now. And I agree. I agree with you. I um I, there is zero accountability in our culture and, and there uh, where everybody's a victim, you know, if when that kid, okay. So, so when that kid gets, you know, brought in, right. So I read, you know, the article and, and the, and the, the school says, well, they'll be, you know, we're going to press charges and, um, you know, we've arrested the individual or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But what you're going to hear is, oh, poor Johnny comes from a broken home or poor Johnny, right, is um, grown up with with no dad and has, you know, it lives in a bad neighborhood. And this is what he's been taught, right? that it's not really his fault and blah, blah, blah. This is, it, it's gone beyond. This is when I was a kid, you're, you're right, Linda. My bus driver, Mrs. Roberts, would have pulled that bus over. And I mean, I can still see her. I'm still a little afraid of her, okay? But there is no, um, 
There's no fear of consequence any longer, any longer at all. And the teacher's hands, the teacher, the bus driver, whatever, you know, whoever's supposed to be in charge, their hands are tied. But I mean, I, you know, Brian tells stories about, you know, getting in trouble right at school and the teacher, the teacher calling Janet, his mom and like, don't worry, I already spanked him. And Janet going, oh, he's going to get it when he comes home, you know, but they're, they're really, there is no discipline any longer. Parents don't discipline their children. Um, It's against our culture. Uh, And of course the administration in schools, uh, they, their hands are tied. They can't do anything. And uh, it's just a, it, it is a culture of violence. And um, you look at the the cities where they are, you know, um, taking away, it's no cash bail, right? They, there's no consequences. These, these kids are growing up and they're watching their, um, their peers be arrested and then just sent wreck out again, over and over and over again, they're released and there there's just no consequences. And this is what we've created. And it's, it's part of the demise of our nation at this point, I think. Um, but I, my heart breaks for the mom, my heart breaks for that little girl. Uh, I am sick that that whoever filmed it was just sitting there and filming it it's yeah, just was, was that film because the, i think that the cam- the camera is on the bus back towards the kids it, i i perhaps it, kids did film it i don't know did you hear what the administration's solution was no. <laughs> yeah, they God. stated the administration told the parents of this precious little nine-year-old that was beaten that there's escalating violence in the school and around the school and the bet it's the word was spiraling in and around the school so the best thing for them to do is to send her somewhere else unbelievable (laughs) move your kid right here's here's what we, we are not teaching our kids this starts in the home with parents number one and the parents are the ones who, um, gosh, when my kids were growing up, and, and I don't talk about my 40-year-old son, but when he was in school, uh, you know, it was, it, this all started with, oh, well, you know, we can't discipline the kids and you can't, you know, that the parents would all say, don't touch my child. You can't spank them. We don't teach our children as parents or in schools, three things, anger, management. We don't teach them anger management. We don't teach them or the teachers de-escalation, how to de-escalate a a fight, whether you're a child or whether you are an adult or a teacher or somebody in authority. Interesting that you expect all the police to do that, but you won't do it in your own home. And impulse control. We don't teach impulse control. I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want. And until we start growing up and holding people accountable for their behavior, and this this starts, this is another soapbox of mine, it's a huge issue with me. Our politicians in Washington and locally 
are our dysfunctional parents. They act dysfunctionally. They make rules as district attorneys like Alvin Bragg does in New York, where there's no cash bail, like uh, what's his name does in Los Angeles. These these Soros funded progressive district attorneys that don't punish people for their actions cause most of this. And how our dysfunctional political parents act, so goes the society. And we at the kind of at the, the grassroots of society as parents to our children, we're the guys that have to fix it in two ways. One, we've we've got to educate and and discipline our own children starting at home because the schools aren't going to do it. And secondly, we have to vote for people who don't do what our politicians are doing. So, I mean, everything that we've talked about so far today and that we'll continue to talk about has to do with um, the, the people, the grassroots people making bad decisions about our leadership in our society. That's what I believe. And, and not allowing people to be held accountable for their actions. I mean, how do you feel when, when somebody, somebody gets off after committing a heinous crime and the next day they go do it to somebody else? I mean, who's, whose shoulders is that blood on? I mean, that, that, those are the people that let them out. I, I just don't get it. I don't get where we're going with this society. Oh, I, it, I, I agree with you. I, you know, it, it, it has to, like you said, it has to start in the home for sure. I mean, um, so we try to instill in our children a sense of being a Moran and what that means. If you're a Moran, you know, then these are your characteristics. Okay. Um, and you know, Emma came home, this is just recently. And, um, she's just telling me about her day and she said, oh yeah, there's this, uh, girl who wears these dog collars at school. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, so, so we bark at her. And I said, you, you, and she laughed. She started laughing. Yeah, we bark at her whenever we see her. And I said, you what? Yeah, ha, ha, ha. And I said, what? Who are you? I said, how do you think that makes her feel? This is bullying. That is bullying. And I said, and who are you a Moran? We don't bully. We stop bullying. We step in. And I, she was she was flabbergasted right? She didn't realize. I don't know how she couldn't realize because I know how I brought her up. I was, I was appalled. That would be, you know, as a parent, every kid kind of does that now and then, and it catches you off guard because we're all, the three of us are all like-minded. So you raise your child to be aware and to be conscious and sensitive to other things. But I think as kids, you have kids have moments where they do things like that. And I applaud Judy and Brian loudly for doing that because that is what a parent should do. There were, there do. were consequences for it. Right. And um, I made 
sure that she apologized to the, you know, to the girl. And I made her commit to me that she would stand up for her in the future, regardless of what it cost her socially. We, you know, they think it's going to, you know, when you stand up for the, you know, the person who's being bullied, uh, you think you're not going to be in good standing with the cool kids any longer, but it has to start in the home and, and we have to vote, you know, for the school board that's going to support our beliefs. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. I woke up this morning. I mean, woke. You understand what I'm saying? I woke up this morning to really learn about what woke is. The word woke, you all have heard it, you know what it, what it used to mean. I woke up this morning, I opened my eyes and I could see, well, the word woke is now a slang term. And Webster defines it as aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. Now the slang term. So I'm learning about this. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It is becoming intertwined with every aspect of life. And it's making everybody, it's seemingly making every human being super sensitive. Almost like 
you know, when you get a fever and your skin feels terrible to touch, you're sensitive to everything, even the wind blowing over you. And I don't, I don't like the fact that I have to think twice before I say anything to anyone and the way that I say it, or do I look at this or don't look at this? Or do I sometimes a head nod or a smile even can convey something I'm not intending to convey because someone on the receiving end notices I'm white or notices I'm blonde or notices the age that I am. Everyone seems to be overly uber sensitive about everything. So with this in mind, I had a experience where I read, or I'm sorry, I watched an Instagram post from a pastor of a church who presented presented something I strongly disagreed with and so did in reading all of the responses to that so did pretty much everyone disagreed with the one or two minute video that was shown which was of a ser sermon at a service contrary to the way this church has presented messages Contrary to, contrary to who God is, contrary to who I know God is, which is kind of an, that's a, a rule, little side note, that's a rule. If you hear something or see something or watch something that is contrary to who you know God is, if you know God, that's a good sign. It's pretty wrong. Something's wrong if it's contrary. So it was it was presented, I'm sure, for a reason, and I don't know if it was to shake people up, but this whole woke culture is becoming, it's infiltrating work, churches, business places, relationships, and I, it's sad and it's wrong and it's twisted, and it's part of, I believe, what's making everybody so angry. For sure. Uh, did the um what did he say what was the statement it was related to gender and stating how he was trying to separate biology from gender which i'm still trying to wrap my head around that's it's like what i know what <laughs> i don't know i know I, I it's you know, um it well and that's and furthermore, he was incorrect in making a certain statement about, he actually said, why do you think Adam talking about man and a woman being together as one and man is to leave his mother and form that relationship with his wife? And, and many people called him on it and said, Adam didn't have a mother. Adam and Eve didn't have parents. <laughs> they lived in the Garden of Eden and they had God. God was their heavenly father. God was their father. They didn't have yeah. a mother. Right. That, it doesn't apply. That doesn't apply at all. So it's it's a, a further breakdown of whatever he was trying to convey. But to focus a sermon on who God is and, and present in church. First of all, I'm sorry, that has no place in church. None. But separating gender from biology, your biology defines your gender. Is that not clear? It's very clear. I think what 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 is actually becoming clear to me uh, is that 
pastors are shying away from calling sin, sin. Yes, 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 yes. I'm cheering. That's the bottom. I'm really, that's the bottom line. They, they want this gray area. They want, they want to live in this gray area that uh, is accepting and loving. They, they, they pretend that, that living in that gray area is accepting and loving and it isn't, it isn't uh, at all. I think it just encourages the sin and it's very interesting to me. I, I, I think, you know, we attended a church for a long time and we, we became elders in this church when we lived in Michigan. Um, we, we were the head of the building committee and, you know, and involved in every aspect of the church. Um, and I loved this church so much because it was simple. And what I mean by that, it was just based on God's word on the Bible period. And we learned God's word. We didn't add to it. Okay. We didn't interpret it in a way that, that fit our sin, um, and, and absolved us of the sin that, because we're all sinners. It's not like my sin is, is, is better than somebody else's sin. All sin is the same. And God's going to hold you accountable at the end too. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is. And, and especially our pastors who are twisting God's word. So the whole premise of, um, gender is separate. The statement of gender is separate from biology is, is really sinful because what he's saying is that God's God created something that is not right. God created something that, um, that, you know, is, is, is wrong. And God, everything that God creates is wonderful. It's society that makes it awful. It's our culture that makes it awful. God created all human beings in his likeness. And, and because of Adam and Eve and the decisions that they made, we are fallen. And each of us is, does commit sin. Nobody is, you know, no one uh, is, is uh, safe from that. Um, And there are consequences. And I think that these pastors are trying to wipe away the consequences. Well, I do want to be careful. Pardon I didn't listen to the whole message mm-hmm. and though the string of replies, there was one person who was very spot on, very intelligent and knows his Bible better than I do. And was the pastor pleaded with people to listen to the whole message, leading you to believe that he, he writes that statement. He makes it right in the end of the message my point with it is that he's delivering a woke message in a very short snippet on social media that is leading people astray. Right. But but and that's to- a purposeful message, Becky. And, and he, he had a choice of what message to put out. Right. Oh, right. Absolutely. Snippet. 
that's the problem. He chose, he chose a very controversial thing to say. Yeah. Can I just digress for a second? I, I just, I just <laughs> need to digress. Yeah. So there, there is a, uh, a podcast um, guy by the name of Andrew Clavin. And if you haven't read his stuff, he, sometimes he's, I, I, I wish I could come up with the things that this guy does, but I, I want to tell you what he says about this, this controversy. So according, okay, you have to listen carefully because this is it's mind boggling. According to leftist gender theory, there is absolutely no difference between men and women and men can become women if they feel like women who are absolutely the same as men. So if they do feel like women, they're the same as men and can save money on nail polish. Gay men are men who like other men who are the same as women so that gay men are straight unless they're trans, in which case they're gay women who like other women who are the same as men. So basically they're men who like women and could have just started a family without babbling all that gender theory crap. <laughs> That's perfect. He, he has that explains same, it perfectly. The same take on critical theory and the same take on race. They're, they're absolutely hilarious, but, but if you read into them, they, they make a lot of sense. Um, you know, Becky, I, you know, churches anymore are kind of a dime a dozen out there. I, I grew up in the Catholic church and, you know, so that's where I uh, continue to spend my time, but I don't always agree with, you know, d different uh, pastors have different takes on things. And there's some that you go and you listen to and you just love what they say. And there's some that you go and you listen to and you go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on board with that. And I, I think it's just a matter of finding that, that right home. And, you know, um, maybe with, with this pastor, it's no longer the right home, but, but the wokeness in the church, I don't know. There's just no place for it. There's right. No that's a, that's a perfect way to say it, Linda. There's no place for wokeness in the church. Will you, in, if anyone is trying to find church to worship Jesus you seek the truth you don't seek who's attending you don't seek how much the church earns you don't look for the social aspect of it you look for truth if you intend to attend a church for growth mm -hmm. and to seek to become more like him by knowing him better so that church needs to be preaching the truth, or I rather prefer to say teaching, teaching the truth. Okay. So you can't have wokeness in a church that's teaching the truth. You just can't, because it's not about that. There are fundamentals about Christianity and faith that wokeness has no place for it. And, and being woke in society, you take it outside of the church even, and it's creating the very problems we've been talking about. It's creating violence. Because if you say something wrong, if you direct something the wrong way, people are overly sensitive. And society is saying, you need to be sensitive to their oversensitivity. You can't be insensitive about how sensitive they are. 
And anything you say, you know, you can be what's what was, I'm blanking on the word. You can be dismissed. You can be abandoned. What's the word I'm looking for? When somebody be discounted. Um when like when celebrities say something and do something wrong, they're instantly like removed from canceled. They're canceled. Canceled. Thank you. Canceled. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So because of wokeness, you can now be canceled like that. And by who? Who's doing it? The all, uh, yeah, and I, are they better I, than you? You know, right. I mean, that's, a, that, that's so the it's, assumption. If they're canceling you, then they must be better than you. I, the, yeah, we've gone way overboard with, with this. But I, I'm, I'm all on board with you about what's right and wrong in the church. That they, they should be teaching uh, God's word. That's what they're there for. And otherwise, why even go? I mean, I mean. The, I don't think I ever saw anywhere in the Bible where where Jesus said, um, you know, hey, um, you know, gender, you're, you know, be whatever you feel like being. I, I don't think I saw that anywhere. No. No. no, but like Judy said, people are throwing out the word sin. Nobody wants to admit that every single individual was born of sin. You are have a sin nature. When I say born of sin, meaning you are a sin nature, you're not born this perfect little angel because of what happened because of Adam and Eve. Everybody is born fallen. Everybody sins. There is not a perfect human being on this planet. There's perfection doesn't exist in human beings. Right. But it's just that simple. But therefore, you have a lot of people running around who want to be God. Oh, yeah, for sure. And what's interesting to me is. Um, they want to change the Bible. They want to change what it says, right? They want to make, I, they, they want to make up their own rules. They want to reinterpret it to their own convenience. Exactly. And you can't change the Bible. You, you know, (laughs) that's what the Unitarian churches do. It's all about me. me. Yeah. All about me. And that is our culture, right? That is our culture. It's all about me. Right. Um, and, and instead of our world being built around God, our world is now built around ourselves and our own needs. And, and I think that's why we have all this violence, right? That is why we have all of this um, sinful nature that's being uh, touted as good and uh, that it's healthy and you know, and, and, uh, and right. I, I, it's just, um, they, we have switched from worshiping God, the creator to worshiping what he created instead. And, um, it's, it's, uh, really, I just think it, it, it contributes to most of the problems that we have in our system yes. right now. But he's, he created all people to be in the likeness of God. And yet we are teaching critical race and telling our students that one race is better than the other and one race is oppressive. And th- that couldn't be further from God and his teachings than, than almost anything that I know. So, you know, if, if, if we would... <laughs> It's a big statement. It's not going to happen tomorrow. If we would get back to the teaching of God, then I think 
a lot of this would dissolve and and people could see each other as as equals and not see them through um, race or culture or anything any other outward things like that but but how we should be seeing people is how God sees them as to what's inside of them and it's again you know it's everything that we've talked about it there's a theme and the theme is um, no accountability um, all about me and and all of these bad things come from that well ladies that's a wrap one more step for womankind 